0: How do you feel about coming <laughs> off the bench? Well, yes. me? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that started, where I came from. Uh, <laughs> Pete, they said I gotta come off the
1: bench. <laughs> off the bench. <laughs> What's up, guys, and welcome back to Coming Off the Bench. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the Masters, give our Masters recap, and um, we know it's been a week since it happened, but we've we've had some scheduling issues, trying to fight school and, and then sickness, sickness, and technical issues with our mics and stuff. So we think we finally got it figured out. So. Uh, We are going to go ahead and give our Masters recap, and uh, I think we're going to switch it up and we're going to start with our top five, and we're going to do two different top fives this week. Falls is going to give his, what top five are you doing?
0: I'm giving uh, top five golfers after watching the Masters, and just that I want to keep watching just because of how they did in the Masters.
1: And I'm giving my top five most memorable moments uh, from the
0: Masters, uh, like all time.
1: And the reason we're doing two different is because this is this is your first full Masters
0: you've watched. Yeah, it was my first full one I watched. Not so. a good one to start with.
1: Yeah, see, that's how you get hooked. Is when you when you get a good one like this that that has something super memorable. Is when you get hooked because you're always wanting to see it again. So you go ahead and start, Falls. Give me your top five.
0: I my fifth my fifth is going to be Xander Schauffele. He uh he just was consistent all all the whole tournament it was up there near the top. And then uh Jason Day is my fourth one. I just uh he hurt his back at the beginning. He picked up his daughter or something and I think he strained his back and it uh and he he was play, he probably played the most consistent out of everybody. Just every day he was playing real consistent. Then number three is John Rahm. He was just consistent. And then uh my second is J T I always left him from Alabama. so, And then number one is Brooks Kepka. I really I, – I've liked him since I, obviously I watched the final round of the PGA Championship. So I was really hoping he was going to do good. And he played really well for the most part. So, Yeah, he had a chance.
1: He, he took one for the team. Yeah. For the Tiger team. But, uh, yeah, he was – if you recall from two weeks ago, he was my pick. He was my pick to win it. And I, I said this when I was watching. I have never been so glad to be wrong. I was so glad to see Tiger win. I was pulling every second. I did. I did want to talk about yours for a second. I, I noticed. I noticed one absent name, you left Jordan Spieth off that. You know, you picked him to win, so why would you leave him off?
0: He. I mean, I'm not really big a, like, a big golf guy, any like a big golf fan. So like, I, I don't like Jordan Spieth, but like, I, you barely get to see him play, really, because he just wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't there at all. It yeah, seemed, he had like, a
1: rough. He had a rough first day and it was had tough to overcome it, but he ended up playing pretty well, just just not He
0: just could never get it together and make a run yeah, at it.
1: You know, I, I heard something earlier in the week after his first day and it was um saying like he he's playing up to his standards that he set for himself back in twenty fifteen when he won it and he went wire to wire. And he just dominated the course and dominated everybody. And uh, he's, he set that standard for himself, and, and he just can't meet those expectations. But, um, so we'll, we'll move on to mine now. Mine is, like I said, top five most memorable Masters moments. So number five, uh, and like I said, this is we say this every week, because it's just, when we say memorable stuff, it's for us that we've seen. I've only been watching the Masters since 2012. That's when I started watching it, so I don't have a a large thing. I don't, I've, like I said, I, until this year, I never saw Tiger wins. That's why i was so happy to see it. So some of his great shots aren't going to be on my list even though I went and watched them back and I love watching them. But this is just stuff that I watch live. And and number five is Sergio's eight over on the par five, 15. After his, this is his first round in 2018 after he won 2017. And he gets on 15, it's par five, and he just keeps hitting the water, keeps hitting the water, keeps hitting the water. And he shot eight over. I mean, put him out of contention. Period. After and he was he was he was the winner from last year, and it was just awful to see because he'd land on the green in the same spot every time, and it would just roll back into the water every time. And he finally got up there and hit a long putt, like a pretty <laughs> good putt. Once he got it up there, I was <laughs> probably didn't two putt it, but I just I'll never forget that. And then a uh, sicken with the kind of the. The same thing, another winner. This is in the final round, defending champion. In in 2016, Jordan Spieth meltdown. All right, so we had pretty low scores. I went back and we had pretty low scores this year. I went back and watched this clip uh, last week, and I noticed, so Spieth was leading by five in the final round, going to 12, and he was only at seven under. I'm I'm pretty sure that's right. Let me double check that real quick. But he goes up to twelve and then just he, he just hits it in the water. And then I, I'll never forget it because it's one of those shots that I've done a million times where I hit the ground. So his second shot, his his after the water shot he uh, he just hits it way before the way before the ball and it just goes back it goes in the water again. And uh, I'm pretty sure it was a quadruple bogey. I had it somewhere, but I cannot find it anywhere. I must not have saved it. But anyway, it, it allowed Danny Willett to win. And that was crazy Guy I had never heard of him, so it was pretty cool seeing a no-name guy win. And like I said, he was only at three under at that point, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but number three, so number three and number two kind of go together, but I had to split them up. So number three is Bubba's win, Bubba Watson's win in 2012. This is what got me in it. It was Easter Sunday back in 2012, and I only watched the final round. And uh, it was just awesome having somebody like this to cheer for. My aunt was a big golf fan, and she was cheering for him, so I just naturally started cheering for him, wanting to see him win. And uh, and he, he kind of made a comeback. And then, you know, the playoff holes with Louis Oosthuizen, and that leaves me to number two because my number two moment is Bubba's second playoff hole to win. All right, so this was my number one until this weekend. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> but uh, and it's a, still a very close two. But so th- they both their first playoff hole they both kind of just do normal thing. I'm pretty sure they both part it. And uh, so the next play next playoff hole it was hole ten. And uh, Bubba had hit it in the woods earlier in the day, and he hit in the same spot, but deeper into the pine straw. And I just remember that shot. You look; at, they have it by, the camera behind him, and you just see directly into the fairway. And he hits it, and you're like, "Okay, he just he just kind of put it in the fairway, and he's got to hope who's say some mystical putts, or otherwise he's he's beat." Because you're thinking, "Oh, it's at least a bogey," and he hooks it 90 degrees. I remember watching the sports science thing on it. They were saying it's insane how he did it. He hooks it nine degrees onto the green, and I'm pretty sure he two putts to win. And that had me hooked. I watched it every year since then. And every year since then, I've been cheering for Tiger Woods to win it. Mm-hmm. And to watch him win it this year was, I'll never forget it. It was just an awesome thing. Just, just to see him win it. And uh, after just... Like we've always said, I said everybody's, that's what everybody's been saying all week was it's the greatest comeback in history you know he's he's been low he's paid his dues he's been lower than low so he did bad things and we get that and everybody's kind of forgiving for that and he's worked his way back up and everybody was cheering for him I think Brooks Koepke was cheering for him because I was surprised him miss it.
0: What well, you saw when Kepka missed the the putt uh, was it the birdie that he could have gained a stroke and made it interesting? You know, he just was smiling after he missed it because he knew, like, he knew Tiger had it at that point. But uh, back to your point, just one r- real quick. It's it's good for the game of golf. Like, it's good. It's good for any sport when the face of your friend, like your your sport, is back on top. Like, it's it's just good to see. It's like heartwarming, heartfelt. Like. Just good for the game. Well, yeah,
1: I don't have the numbers sitting in front of me, but I, I've read multiple times that every time Tigers in contention on Sunday, their ratings just shoot up. Everybody wants to see him win. I think, it's, like you said, it goes the same with like LeBron. Now LeBron's a little different because a lot of people want to cheer for him to lose, but they're watching. They got eyes yeah. on it, you know. So no, definitely a hundred percent. I see what you're saying, and. With golf, with golf is more than ever because there's. If you're not watching it every week or at least watching every major, you don't know many of the names. Yeah, you may know Jordan Spieth. If you're around Alabama, you know Justin Thomas. But everybody knows Tiger Woods. Yeah, I mean before I was even watching it, I know who Tiger. I I knew who Tiger Woods was, but I, I didn't under I didn't understand. I didn't know the magnitude and stuff, and I really knew everything. And I really kind of figured out who he was and stuff and how important he was in 2009 when all that stuff came out about him, but.
0: Yeah, I like I can definitely attend at that. Like, you know, I knew the big names like Rory, Spieth, Kepka, you know, but th- I mean, I know like never when I have said Xander Schauffele or John Rahm, you know, like after watching them like it it's just cool to see how they have different styles and everything and like how they play, you know.
1: Yeah, and it's crazy because in Tiger's other wins, he didn't have near the competition. I mean, it feel was there and there were some other really good guys But just the level of competition, like the guys you just named and how young they are, you know, they all grew up watching Tiger. And they modeled their game after him. You know, Tiger came in and and was hitting the ball a mile long and just shocking everybody. And and now you have the guys like Brooke Kepka and Dustin Johnson, who could be athletes in any other sport, probably chose golf because of Tiger Woods. So uh, let's talk about – let's just go over the – kind of just recapping his win. We start on day one, and he really didn't have just a great day. He finished two under. And a little nugget I remember reading, I think SVP may have tweeted that or something, but um, I think it... I can't remember if it was his first win in the Masters or his last one at the Masters. He was two under after the first day. Huh. So I thought that was neat. I was like, okay, okay, maybe, because I think... Um, I can't remember who was at the top that day. I know... Phil was up there at five under. I think John Rahm was. Was he at the top? He was yeah, on the top. John Rom was
0: at the top. Actually, it's a fun thing about John Rahm is the day before the Masters grant, you know, we talked about there was a big golf fan. We uh, He asked me, he said, who do you think will be leading by tomorrow? And I just threw out a name, you know, that I'd heard a little bit. Like, I just looked at a list. I said, I think John Rom will be leading. <laughs> yeah, he
1: was up there. I think Kepka was
0: up there. I, I think the number was seven under or so. Yeah. It was 7-under. It, it, was was Ke- it was Kepka yeah. and Bryson Kep- DeChambeau. Kepka came on the back nine and had yeah. like a yeah. great...
1: It was Kepka and DeChambeau at 7-under yeah. after the first day. And then uh, the second day, so Friday, he he had, another, he had a good day. I think he shot 5-under. I think he finished 7-under yeah. that day. I'm not 100% sure. But he had a lot better day. But it really it got interesting Saturday when he took a share of the lead at one point. And you had your, your three guys that shot 64. Your Tony Finau was one of them. And he was tied for the lead. He was at 11-under at the end of uh, Saturday. And then you had a couple other guys. I can't remember their name. I can't remember who else did was,
0: it. Was Simpson one of them maybe? Yeah, Webb Simpson yeah. did
1: it. And then there was one, I think it was Cantley came on and he shot. Because he almost missed the cut. Yeah. And so he was never up in the lead until Sunday because he had a really good day Sunday too. But... Um, Yeah, he almost missed the cut and then shot sixty four. That's just it's just this was just crazy about these golf tournaments. But but yeah, he uh, it was cool. Was watch I was watching him, and when he took a share of the lead, and then we have Molinari coming on because he was last to go on Saturday, (coughs) and uh, he finished at thirteen under. So he was a two stroke lead, and he goes. He he, Sunday he was at one point he shot a I think he shot 50 shots or 50 holes nah that sounds like a big, I think it's 40 something holes or 30 something holes without a bogey it was some crazy number yeah like he wasn't shooting a whole lot of birdies but he was just shooting par golf yeah and, he was being consistent Yeah. he was being very consistent so I'm thinking good grief you know how is Tiger going to get two shots on this guy he's going to have to go get two shots and he can't make a mistake well I wake up I wasn't feeling real great on Sunday, <laughs> and uh, I woke up because the weather had them going really early. So that was odd to me anyway, seeing it in the morning. And I think if they played in the afternoon, I don't know if Tiger would have won. I don't know. It's just one of those things. Yeah. You don't know if it would have happened or not. But um, they're already playing when I wake up that morning. I see that Tiger had already birdie like the first or second hole, and he was within a stroke. And then he gave it like, right back up a couple of holes later. And like he stayed right within two, three. He would lose one and gain one back.
0: And then it wasn't until... Was it 12? It was 12, yeah. When Mil- yeah, I was watching it. You yeah. know, I, I was just sitting there. I wasn't like, paying attention, fully attention, but I think it was 12, and I look up, and Milneri, like just placed... He hit it. two in the water, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think
1: he double-bogeyed it, because he went from a sole lead to, I think, one behind like Tiger and a couple other guys, I think. I'm not 100% sure, but yeah. He does that, he gives up that, and it's 12. I mean... It's just crazy because it's year in, year out. It does this to somebody. Yeah. And Justin Thomas did a and a on Twitter after uh, after the Masters. And uh, Mike Greenberg actually tweeted him and asked him, put him in the scenario, you're leading on Sunday by a couple strokes at the Masters. You're approaching 12. What's going through your mind? And, and just he, he didn't really answer it kind of how it, I think Mike wanted him to. But he said, you know, I was hitting it well today. I'd have done the same thing. I just... I would have hit it. I would have went aimed right for the middle of the green and then just hit it like normal. He didn't really, he really didn't say much. But it's just crazy that
0: year in year out, that hole is is just tough. It's twelve the one where they like you know most of them if they're not like, even contention they just skip it across the water. Is, is I've seen the, a couple of guys do that. It, is that the same hole, twelve? I think it's a twelve or maybe fifteen because fifteen
1: has the water right there okay. too. But um, uh, twelve, yeah. <clears throat> I was doing Spieth. I was just saying I yep. did, but uh, yeah, Molinari put it in the water. It's a par three, and yep. uh, so he put it, he either double bogeyed or triple bogeyed. And uh, I remember watching Tiger after Molinari put it in the water, and Fino put it in the water too, and then Tiger just sits there right in the middle of the green. I think he ends up parring it, which which was good after what Molinari yep. did. And then just kind of moving on, I think Molinari did it again at fifteen. And that's kind of put him away. And that's yeah. when Kepka started rising and stuff. But I remember when uh, Tiger was 16. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he, he 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 birdied 15, I'm pretty sure.
0: And turn around. And 16 hit it, the best shot. It was oh. like just sealed the deal, basically, I felt like. Oh, it, it was great. Just remember I text you and I said Tiger just sealed it with that one. Because yeah, it, and
1: I, was, I, I, I was about to be mad if you jinxed it because there were still three more holes to like, play. I mean, all I could it was just,
0: I mean, he put it right there, to the easy putt, and he went up two strokes, like – yeah, all that you
1: said, all he had to do was par, par the next two. Yeah. And then I remember he hit a, a great tee shot on 17. I remember Twitter was going crazy about that tee shot. But he hits a great tee shot on 17, ends up paring it, and then heading to 18, doesn't hit a good tee shot. And then uh, at, at that point, I think he, after his tee shot, Kepka ah, finishes, see, and yeah. he realizes he only needs a bogey. Yeah.
0: And he, Kepka, man. It was an inch so from being close. really interesting. Oh my
1: right? gosh. I would not have been able to handle it. I, I could not have handled it. But, oh, playoff
0: uh, back to seventeen. That's the one where, you know, Tiger was feeling it. He he didn't even look at his drive. He just hit it and yeah, yeah, picked that's up his tee. Yeah. Yeah, that that was it.
1: And at that point when he parred that one I knew it was pretty good. And then once I saw Kepka I think I guess he bogeyed it.
0: Yeah. But, no, he parred it. So he was down two strokes. And okay. if he birdied, he would have been down one stroke.
1: Okay. And, uh, and then once I saw him do that, I, I knew that once Tiger just needed a yeah. a, a bogey when he was going to do it. But did you notice he did the same thing Kepka did? I'm pretty sure it was the one that – no, it, made, it, was one of his, oh, it was one of his championships he won, major championships he won. You know, normally they like the, the guy that's kind of got the win to go last. And Tiger's par putt, it, it almost went in. He, he wanted that putt bad. He wanted it on a yeah. par. But uh, he, he went before, I think Molinari did. I think Finau finished then, and then Molinari missed his putt, and then, then Tiger went ahead and went. And to me, it kind of deflates everything. Yeah. You know, the because the crowd gets up, and it's, it's crazy, especially when a guy like Tiger wins. They're all cheering for him. If he would have made that putt, like it, like it's yeah. just been over. Like yeah, because because he's celebrating, and then everybody's like quiet again for Molinari to go, yeah. and then they can get crazy, they go crazy again. But it, it still kind of deflated it because when it edged the cup, everybody was getting ready to go crazy. Even Tiger was ready to go; it just explode. And then he missed it, and everybody's like, "Oh!" And like, "Okay," Molinari goes, and he taps in, and everybody still goes nuts. Yeah, it, it was the loudest reaction I'd ever seen. But it, it, it was going for the ages, man.
0: Yeah, um, I just had a thought about back when you were talking about, we were talking about Tiger, like good for the sport and everything. Yeah. When you were talking about like the ratings and everything, it's just uh, they talk about the Tiger roar. It's just crazy how loud the crowd is when he hits a shot compared to everybody else.
1: Yeah, yeah, for real. I was talking about this with, uh, I can't remember who I was talking about with, but uh, we said that it it, kind of sucks for guys that are playing with him because they almost cheer when, especially like Molinari, who was everybody knew Tiger. He had to do bad for Tiger to win. It was almost kind of cheering when Molinari made a bad yeah. shot, and it was like you don't ever see that in golf. And it's not nece- they necessarily wasn't cheering that he made a bad shot, but they were just cheering
0: because it was good for Tiger. What did, did you see? I don't know if you saw the clip when uh, Tiger hit 16, when he chipped 16, hit that amazing shot. Kepka was about to drive. And he looks up and sees, yeah. like, there's just a, a loud cheer. And he, had a, he like, walked over there to see, like, where Tiger hit it.
1: Yeah, and I thought it was really cool they all waited for him a lot of them, did. Yeah. especially Kepka because when Tiger waited for yeah. Kepka last year. But that was, it was really cool to see because, like I said, it, it, that's their hero. That, that's yeah. the guy they grew up watching. So you know they all wanted to see him win one. And and I heard this. If you're Molinar, you've got to be kind of happy – because nobody's going to be talking about his blow up.
0: Uh-uh.
1: It's just, no, it's not going to be remembered like like Danny Willett's win is remembered for Speed's blow up.
0: Yeah, because Spieth was on top at the time, you know.
1: Exactly. But nobody's going to remember, yeah. they remember Tiger win. They're not going to and remember And they're just his... going
0: to remember, well, Malinari was, like, competed against him. Like, they're going to remember Malinari was up there with Tiger. That's exactly. what, how they're going to remember it. Exactly. Him, so.
1: But I, I still feel kind of bad for him. I liked him. There's just not many golfers that you just cheer. It's not like any other sport. You basically cheer for everybody except Patrick Reed. Yeah. I don't like Patrick Reed. Yeah. I don't think anybody does.
0: Yeah. I, don't,
1: I don't know why. It's just, it's just something about his attitude, I guess. And, you know, and it's the same reason a lot of people didn't like Tiger when he was younger and stuff. So, I'm not saying he don't have a redemption arc down the road. I'm sure he does. And, I'm sure one of these days I'll cheer for him, but not right now.
0: Um, not right now. On a, on a different tangent, I, I really kind of wanted Rory to win it too. Like, if he's the next one, I think, because he'll have the Grand Slam, right? If yeah. he wins it, he'll be the second person to have the Grand Slam. I have no time? clue, honestly. I'm I sure. Think, I'm sure many people I,
1: have. I'm I, sure I, Nicholas and Palmer and all of them have. Well, I don't I think, know though, it, off the top of my head.
0: But I know he'll he'll have a Grand Slam. So yeah, it'd be, it'd be cool Slam. to see. That'd be another history thing. Oh to yeah, see, it so. would be.
1: And um, he's one that didn't make my memorable list because it was a year before I started watching, but I went back and kind of watched all the highlights of the past Masters and stuff. And uh, in 2011. He had a colossal blow-up. He had it one. I think he was up five or six strokes. And just there, was, hole after hole, he bogeyed, bogey, bogey. I think he shot a 40 or so on, on the back nine, and it was just rough. It was one of those things you kind of suck to see because, you know, you, they show who's in contention and stuff. And it started with Roy because he was up so much back then, and he was the leader going into Sunday. And then by the end of the day, you just never saw him because, I mean, he, he played so yeah. bad. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I think he's he's one I would love to see the win the Masters, just because, like I said, because it's the one course he's never really played well at. Ricky Fowler, he hasn't won yeah. a major yet. Yeah. I want to yeah. see him win one. He finished second he's, last he's year the Masters. He's a favorite. Like, a lot of people yeah. love like him. He's going to win one next time. And another thing, we talked about it. Why did we not put money on Tiger?
0: I don't know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like we, we talked about it in the last episode. We, we, if we just would have put, like, $10, 10 bucks each. Hey. Next year we got to look at that analytic thing that picked Patrick Reed yes, and Tiger. Yes, heck yes, heck we're, yes, hey, go, Started GoFundMe. Now,
1: Tiger's at three to one, or he was right after the Masters to win the next major. Kepka's at fourteen to one. I mean, I may have just put ten bucks on Kepka to win. I can't believe he's that. He's he's right there at it, that. It's
0: the PGA Championship. Yeah. It's, so it's those two played really well at last time. So yeah, I, I feel like they're the two favorites in my opinion
1: too. So so we'll, we'll see. We're gonna watch that and we'll give a recap of that and stuff. But yeah. So. Like what did what did Tigers win? Like did it did it make you want to watch golf more? Or just, like you saw that and now you don't care anymore? Are you gonna? How do you uh, feel?
0: I'm ready for the PGA Championship, Okay, man. so yeah, you're hooked I, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, that's what I was telling you the other day. I like I want to get a pool together and you know draft us a few golfers and yeah. take the best score. Uh, but yeah, it was just it was just cool to see because even though like I, I didn't grow up a golf fan. You know, I watch Sports Center, and I was always seeing Tiger on top. It's just, it's just cool for it to come back full circle, and be back on top again.
1: Yeah, seriously, and, and I, I mean, I'm hooked. I, I watch them all. I watch, I watch the Masters Thursday, Sunday every year. The rest of the majors, I tend to watch Saturday and Sunday. But I'll probably watch, I'll probably watch Thursday, Sunday this year. But it, the Masters is just, it's just one of those things that it, it's just it transcends golf because it's such a big sporting event. It's so. It's just they play In the same course every year. Just the colors, the sounds, the the ambience, everything just, is just so awesome. It's
0: like a and it's like an old school course too. Like they won't let you bring your cell phone in. Yeah, like yeah. they just started. Grant was telling me let you bring a camera in during the practice rounds. So like they're so strict about everything, and it's just yeah. It's like
1: a. It's really really awesome. Yeah, and it's so good to hear. You know, we don't as SEC fans we tend not to like him. Talking about Vern calling football games, but it's so good to hear him call six and sixteen. Yeah, yeah. him calling Justin Thomas's hole in one was awesome because sixteen on Sunday. There's always some hole in ones, <coughs> and uh, it, was, it was just awesome to hear him. Just all that, and then Jim Nance and stuff. Just the whole setup is just it's just awesome. It's just like
0: it's just like a golf. Just a beautiful yeah. game, and it's it just, didn't
1: like Masters. That Masters of 2012 didn't just make me fall in love with the Masters. It's what made me fall in love with golf as a whole. It's the reason I started playing, and I'm not any good. I, I played today and shot. I'm not. I didn't want to say my score. I'm, I'm so embarrassed, but it's what made me want to pick up a club and try to start playing. So, I, I'm. I just. I love it. I love it so much. I look forward to it every year. I can't wait for next year. Yeah, it's uh, like Tiger. I think Tiger's gonna be playing so more, f- so much free the rest of his his career just because he finally got it. He yeah. finally got that major, and it was at Augusta, his home, that he loves, his favorite course. So he he just don't have to he just play and he has been he's been playing stress free golf since he came back from this last surgery and stuff he's been playing just having fun and I think that's what kind of
0: now it's gonna be fun to like watch him because he's he's getting back into the groove and it's gonna be fun to watch him chase down uh, Nicholas do you 16. think he gets it do you think so. he gets it I think so just two more he just needs two more I don't know I don't I, I don't wanna put money on it but it's just like he 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 proves some
1: people wrong after after 15 years and winning the major. I don't know if I'd put money on it. I'm not that confident. I want to see it happen just because he's our generation. Yeah, he's our LeBron to to Michael Jordan. Yeah, that kind of thing. He's he's our guy. So of course you want to see him pass Nicholas. Yeah, you want
0: to be able to tell your kids one day like, yeah, I saw Tiger Woods. Heck yes, absolutely. Pass
1: Jack Nicholas. I tell you what, I'm going to have my kids on the golf course at three, four years old.
0: I mean, it's one, it's one of them, uh, it doesn't strain your body like any other sport. You know, you don't get concussions, head injuries, you know. It does strain your body. My back is killing me well, right now. I, I, if you're not in shape for it, it, it will. But, yeah, you know, if you start to engage and you're used to it, you know, it's its just one of the games, like, it's not contact sport, you know. Oh, yeah. Less yeah.
1: risk of get, getting injured. It's so frustrating, though. So like you see these guys on TV doing this, and you're like, oh, I can do that, and you got there, and. You make solid contact, but it goes far left or far right. It's just it's rough. Me and Falls play golf pretty regularly. And I beat him like one time. I I I'd, I'd got clubs and I practiced in my yard for a year.
0: I know, you, I know. you said like you put. How'd you put today? I put
1: pretty well. I mean, decent as is, is. I two in most of them. I, know, I normally three or four put, but I, I two yeah, putted today.
0: You usually struggle put, so that's why I was wondering.
1: Yeah, and uh but anyway, I would got my clothes and I've been practicing for a year before I even um before I even wanted to go on a course. A week before we go, Falls' like, Yeah, you know, I'll go with you. And uh okay, so he, he goes and he goes and buys him some clubs and then beats me. And then it was like two years before i I finally beat him in, in a score i just like man. He swings like a big on baseball bat. And I'm trying to be all technical and stuff. I've, I've I learned all my stuff from YouTube videos. Yeah, and
0: I go through, like on a putt. Don't even like take my
1: time. Just I just knock it in. Yeah, I mean, he gets up there on the driving range and literally is like he's sitting in a batter's box. He swings it. His feet and his arms are. It's like a you're you're swinging at a baseball, but it's like a low, it's like one of them low balls, and you just swing it like that. But he hits it a mile high. is his thing. I, I hit mine low and not very far. <laughs> but uh, it's you, just fun to go play
0: you got me on the irons though I can't hit an iron
1: I hit my irons pretty good today
0: that's, that's your that's what like we drive about the same I probably put better than you but your irons is what gets me
1: but enough about us I believe that's coming back you anything else about the Masters anything else you want to say I, I can't we'll wait for next year it. yeah I, I can't wait for the PGA next month you know yeah PJ Championship so but well, that'll wrap up our Masters Talk then we'll give our rant. we're gonna we're trying to shorten our episodes so we're gonna go ahead we're not gonna do two topics we're gonna to go ahead and give our random thoughts and talk for a second and then we're gonna go ahead and wrap up so what's your random thoughts for this week folks
0: Nick Saban hip surgery
1: yeah that's
0: scary kinda I hope he recovers well he's
1: Nick Saban he yeah. will yeah but I mean this talks to his longevity. How much I mean, how much do you think he's like? Yeah. The, I mean he's in his
0: seventies? Or his close seventies? Yeah, he's late sixties. Yeah, it That uh it really scares me. I hope I hope I hope he can stay through his contract.
1: I, I think he will and I think that's his goal. It, it's gonna suck when he leaves. I I'm still I don't even really want to talk about I'm, college I'm, football. I, <laughs> but I mean
0: I'm hoping it, I'm hoping if he does like whenever he does retire, he'll be there in some capacity as a football like Operate, president of football operations, something yeah, in the yeah. department, you know. It'll always
1: be a good thing to, if we have a big recruit, he can come and, and talk and do a recruit yeah. trip real quick. But uh, let's say on Alabama football for a second. I know we're going to kind of talk about the draft next episode, but Alabama players in the draft, how, how are we looking?
0: I think, you know, Quentin Williams, top three pick. You know, Josh Jacobs may go in the first Un, round. Unbiased
1: as you can, Ed Oliver, Quinn Williams, who has the Queen better better uh, career, think so.
0: In my opinion, he's just it's his first step. And from what I've been reading, everybody just thinks like his first step. He's just like he's a like people were saying that he could be a Hall of Fame type defensive tackle. He's I just, love
1: what uh, I love how people describe him as a 300 three hundred pound bar. So he's so slippery. Yeah, we're gonna miss him next year. Yeah. And then Josh Jacobs, I can't wait to see where he goes. Yeah. He's gonna be electric,
0: no doubt.
1: Like, uh, I hope, hope the Saints drive have, Irv. Huh? I
0: said, I hope the Saints Trevor. Yeah. I hope he. I hope uh, Josh Jacobs goes to the Chiefs.
1: I'd like to see that. that would, that would be fun. He fits our offense perfectly. Oh yeah, I hope Saint Trevor. I think the Patriots might, if he's if he's there. Yeah, but uh, they made the, the. I was listening to the radio today, and they were talking about he wasn't the top tight end, so maybe he falls. I think. I mean, of course, I'm biased. So I think he's the best tight end, but I'm pretty sure. I'm ashamed for not knowing this, but I'm pretty sure his dad played for the Saint City. He? Yeah, he did. Yeah, so that'd be awesome. And Saints have a first-round pick, so yeah. we need we need something. But uh, then, uh, my random thought: let's talk a little bit about the NBA. Let's give a little NBA playoff updates. I want you to give me your insight to what's going on with the Thunder right now. So they, they just won their first game last night in the series. Yeah, the Blazers at home. Give me insight into that series, especially to talk about like. Dame Lillard and Russell Westbrook rivalry going on right now. They just don't like each other.
0: Yeah, uh, well, you know, Russ rocked the baby on him at the beginning of this season. And Dame just, you know, kind of took that personally. And and so far in the series, he's been going off on Russell Westbrook. He's outplayed him, but Russell Westbrook came back for revenge last night. He he looked like the closest thing I've saw to MVP Russ this season was last night.
1: Yeah, I watched some of the highlights, and he, he definitely did. But what what kind of gets on my nerves? You may have a different feeling because it is your team. But Dennis Schroeder, like, what's up with him taunting Dame Lillard and stuff? Like, I just feel like he's irrelevant in this little rivalry here.
0: I can I can see why you say that. I think he's just trying to play, you know, devil's advocate and just trying to get into uh, get into Dame's head just a little bit. You know, play like the Lance Stevenson role. Just and, and I, I'm okay with that too. And the one that really got me, that kind of just like just made me shake
1: my head, was. The dame time he did last night as soon as Damon Lewis turned his back. And I don't know if he was trying to do it in his face and he just turned around and didn't see him, but it totally looked like he waited for him to turn his back and then he did it.
0: Yeah, I can kind of see that, but you cannot tell me that him rocking that, the towel over there. That was hilarious. Yeah, that was funny.
1: (laughs) I will say that was funny. Uh,
0: But if we can get Paul George going and Russ going at the same time, we're back in the series. We can get back in the series and possibly win it. Everybody played well last night besides Paul George. Like, Heath Frog shot four from five from three. Jeremy Grant shot six of seven. Not yeah, six of seven. Like two of two from three from three. So and Rush shot the three really well. I think we just we gotta win game four and we're back in it.
1: I have a question and this will be maybe a top five eventually, but just if you had to start a franchise and you got one of these two players, which one would you take? You're starting your franchise tomorrow at their age and their skill level right now: Damian Lillard or Russell Westbrook. I'm going to go ahead and say mine first. I'm taking Damian Lillard. He's a little bit younger, and he's played a lot more consistent this year, and I think he's still kind of rising where Russ has kind of peaked. Give me your take on that.
0: Like, as much as I want to say Russ, it's the age difference. Only the age difference is why I would take Dame. just because if Russ is going to – he's already peaked, really, and he's on the decline of playing, like, his best basketball, I feel like. So, like – I feel like Damian still has two or three years maybe where he could rise up. But
1: I surprised Falls with that question. He didn't know that one was coming, so I kind of put him on the spot. But, uh, yeah, know, I agree, yeah. I. Think if I had to be unbiased as possible. <laughs> yeah, Damian Lou is going to be one of those players that just probably never won a title because he's so loyal to his city. Yeah. He's not, I don't think he's going to leave Portland, and it's going to be tough to get a, a big name to come to Portland. Yeah. And with how things are shaping up, the war may be breaking up, but, I mean, they're going to be joining up somewhere else. I mean, Katie's not just going to leave to to go play for the Knicks by himself. Yeah, I mean, I hope that's where he ends up, and I hope he brings some people with us. But it's going to be – we're in the age of super teams.
0: Until something changes with the salary cap and stuff, that's how it's going to be. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. This is another random thought that popped in my head. Did you see today that the Suns said they wanted to take John Morant no matter what? If, if they get the first pick, they were taking Ja over Zion.
1: Well, I'll be fine with that. I mean, I want Ja too. If we, if he, if Zion's gone, but I, you know me, I've been saying I want Zion. So uh, I mean, I'll be fine with that. But he would fit really well, though. Yeah, with, I think he fits.
0: I think day that's day. the reason is they think he's gonna. He would fit better.
1: But just imagine. I mean, I'm not saying John Morant won't turn out to be, but but imagine passing up on on Zion and he's he is what everybody's saying is the
0: next LeBron. I mean, yeah, that would be kind of tough, but.
1: But he easily could I, tear, turn into the next Ben Simmons. You never know.
0: I feel like, though, the, those two are just so good that they're the next two real, real, like, yeah, I, big I, things. I mean, I think so, too. But I
1: just think Zion is just on another level. I don't know. I, I mean, maybe just, I'm just. I'm so locked in on wanting him to come to the Knicks that I can't see anything else. I got tunnel vision on him. But I just.
0: I don't know. I think the Suns are just fed up of not having a point guard since Steve Nash. And they hadn't had a top point guard, so I think they're just trying to, you know, and if they if they didn't have DeAndre Eaton, they would easily take Zion, you know. But yeah, I think so too.
1: I think so too. And if he develops and Devin Booker continues to play well, and then they get a a,
0: yeah.
1: a, a a hit a hit here in this draft, they'll be ready to compete in a couple of years.
0: Yeah, it, so. you may be looking at it in a couple of years the Mavs versus Suns in playoffs, mm-hmm. like showdowns. So,
1: so we have Philly and Brooklyn. Uh, did Brooklyn win today? I know they were winning.
0: Philly what? came back and won. Philly did come back and win. Did you there? see wow. they got in a fight? Like,
1: yeah, I did see that. I, I, see, I saw Ball that. Jimmy Bowler
0: got thrown out. Uh, Jared Doley got thrown out. So Mike Scott hit a, like a three to go up by two late in the game. So, so Brooklyn's Philly probably going to
1: come out of there. We have
0: you – No, know, Philly's going to come out of there. I saw. I saw meant. I'm yeah.
1: sorry. I saw. I meant. And then we have uh, the Bucks. The Bucks. The, yeah. I mean, Giannis the, is playing probably good. probably
0: sweep tonight. Yeah. He,
1: he – if if MVP talk was in the playoffs, I think I'd have to go back on my pick from a little earlier, the, and I think he would the, win. Harden's
0: not playing bad. He's no, Harden's playing not really playing well. bad at all, but, but he
1: does. I, I see what you're saying now. I hadn't really watched a bunch. I don't really watch highlights during the regular season, but I, going back to our kind of argument we had about the MVP here a couple weeks ago, I see what you're saying. He does look to the eye like the best player playing right now. He does. It's just it's hard to argue in numbers. Yeah and that that's really I that was really my sample size through this season because I hadn't really and, watched much
0: basketball but it, it's crazy you know we were talking about our two most improved players D'Angelo Russell and Pascal Siakam both have lived up to like
1: speaking of him the Raptors how are we looking you know they gave up that first game they they're going to come out of there yeah they're going to come back. so it's going to be pretty chalk with the first round even after we had a couple of upsets
0: the, for the east it's going to be chalk you know the Spurs. What is that guy's name that, that broke out? I had Derek never heard White, of him. Derek White. Why do they always have a guy like that? Pop, man. He
1: knows how to coach. Who was the guy a couple of years ago? Um, oh, I can't think of his name. Uh, Kyle Anderson, maybe? Was that him? I mean, kind of. But, no, it's, it, it's the guy that he signed back. Everybody thought he was going to sign Jonathan somewhere. Simmons. Yes, him. Yes
0: it's the same it's the same thing it's system I don't, I don't know what it is Pop just has he the magnifying glass and can find a diamond in the rough like yeah but and that, it was crazy as Derek White wouldn't be playing if DeJounte Murray wasn't hurt so they're gonna come out of there right they're they're, they're up 2-1 uh, two, two, or 3-1 did they, they, did they win today I, I'm was not so sure they, may, they may haven't played yet I'm not 100% so sure they were playing I was watching them today and it was a close game it was like tied at halftime so I'm not sure if they won, they're they're going up three one, but the uh, the Clippers have been trying
1: to make the that series a little interesting, whether they're winning or not. Obviously the first obviously the first game, but um, that was pretty cool to see them come back from that. I mean, it sucks for Boogie, whether you hate the Warriors or not, it sucks yeah, to see tear a quad like that. But just Patrick Beverly, you know, I've never been a fan of him, but it's fun to see him just kind of pester Kevin Durant. Yeah. Now, next year, if he's on the Knicks, different story, but. But <laughs> right now, it's it's a fun to see.
0: Lou Will, bold, bold take. I don't care what anybody says. If Lou Will, I, I would build a team around Lou Will. Like if you take Lou Will, a couple of years ago, I think he's an all star caliber player. He just don't play the minutes of an all star. Like he carried them in that game when they came back. Yeah, he's a he's a pure scorer. I mean, I mean he, he just is. He's a bucket. he gets buckets. He's a bucket getter. I wish we had him on OKC. We need another bucket getter.
1: Yeah, yeah. definitely. So I mean, obviously the Warriors are gonna come out of there. They're gonna come out of the West more than likely. I just don't see. He may have eaten them. Kyrie's taking over the Celtics. I mean, he's just he's playoff Kyrie. He's different. He's a different animal in the playoffs just because he takes over the game. Um, who who else are we missing that really deserves to be talked about? I mean, you have the, uh, the the Rockets, but
0: you know that that series is not really. You know, the Rockets are playing playing just beating the Jazz. They play tonight. And then, uh, yeah, the just the Spurs Nuggets, and then the uh, Thunder, Trailblazers. The yeah, I want to know if the Spurs. We can see who won that game, real quick. Yeah, All but, right, just give me a second. Because they, I think that could go seven if the the Nuggets won today, but it was so crazy to see Jamal Murray you know he went off in game 2 i think it was and then Derek white went off in game 3 like we were talking about it's just cool to see guys like that uh just cool to see like guys that aren't bigger names like go off in the playoffs like that but uh those are those are two really co- well coached teams uh, it's been a pretty good series so far even though who won yeah yeah and the the nuggets did okay so it's a series 2-2 yeah, it's 2-2 two, it's 2-2 it's so i think that goes seven in my opinion. Yeah, it definitely good. And then the, the Bucks are up.
1: 86. Yeah, they're... they're eighty six sixty
0: eight on... They're sweeping. The Pistons. Yeah. I You know, when I made my predictions, you know, I thought... I said the Pistons might give a buck, you know, a little bit. Blake Griffin hasn't played at all. I didn't know he was hurt. Then, yeah,
1: that was big, if, whether they won or not. I looked that about right side the
0: playoffs. Anything else to add? No. Got another random thought or anything?
1: I don't think so. Well, that's going to wrap up our episode today. Uh, next episode, we're going to give our draft preview, and then hopefully the one after that, we can time it up where we can react to the first or second round of the draft. It, yeah. It'll probably just th- we'll probably record it on like the third round day, so yeah. we'll recap the uh, the first or second round of the draft of that episode. But appreciate y'all listening, and we will talk to y'all next time. Pete, said I got to come off the bench. come off the bench <laughs>